This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Tom Bernard Show with Andy Brant Bernard. Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back to kick off Hour 3, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business. It started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. What is this, a homemade version of House of the Rising Sun? It's a re-recorded one, but it's by the animals. Is it? Mm Mm-hmm. Must be like some type of studio. I'm not buying this. Really? It some, some, sounds like somebody doing a bad impression of Eric Burton. It does. Yeah, but it's them. It is? It's, from her, it's a re-recorded God. album. Really? I wonder if there's any ones that... Man. Like ones that were never released. Yeah, maybe. No possibility. Samantha B has now apologized for calling Ivanka Trump a feckless big C on Wednesday's episode of Full Frontal. I would like to sincerely apologize to Ivanka Trump and to my viewers for using an expletive on my show to describe her last night, B said. In a statement on Thursday, it was inappropriate and inexcusable. I crossed the line. I deeply regret it. Uh, B has faced mounting criticism for the uh, joke, which is uh, made as part of the opening monologue for Wednesday's show. The line was used as part of a broader criticism of her the first daughter for her failure to stop her father's immigration policies. How is she supposed to dr- stop her father's immigration policies? I know. How is that supposed to happen? Yeah, why weren't people uh, telling the Obama kids to undo things Obama did? Yeah, Probably because ridiculous. they're not the president. They're the children of the yeah, president. the children of the president. Leave them alone. They don't have a whole lot of power. Well, I mean... You know, Ivanka definitely has a lot more power than the average person, but not that much power. Let me just say one mother to another, do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless big C. Said B, uh, he listens to you, put on something tight and low cut and tell your father to effing stop it. Tell him it was an Obama thing and see how it goes. What does that mean? Tell him it was an Obama thing. What was an Obama thing? Immigration policy? I guess. Maybe he's trying to undo the immigration policy that well, 
but President Obama deported more than any other president before him by a lot. Yeah, we don't talk about that, though. Well, you know, people are basing their news off of what other people say. That's, yeah. They take I that know. as fact. I, mean, I know. You're right. Yeah, what some Twitter celebrity says on Twitter is fact now. Didn't President Obama deport like 300,000 people, something like that? I mean, he was president for eight years, so that is not that many, to tell you the truth. But uh, it, it might be more than that. Let's see here. Um, I think so, yes. How, and over how long a period did he deport all those? What do you, what do you got there in front of you? Uh, let's see, during, well, two terms. So During the know. two terms, he, he deported how many people? 2.5 million undocumented persons. Two and a half million? Yes. But you, you, nobody knows that. No. George W. had two million. So. Yes, it was more than I, I it was more than uh, that I was think in any, more than immediately after 9/11. So that's significant, I would say. Exactly. But I think it's more than any other president in history, isn't it? I th- think so. And I, I look, I'm not blaming it on President Obama. I'm just saying there uh, that many more immigrants came pouring in, so for you to 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 deport 2.5 million, it's not like you were way out of control or anything, but you can't just turn your back on the fact that he deported more people uh, back to their home country than any other president, right? I'm well, not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that's true. It's true. And it's like, what is the reason why they were deported? Nobody right. talks about that. They just see that we're... I know. You know they just like think about some... people. Yeah. They think about like some, you know, poor Mexican mother trying to you know feed her family, but that's not who it is no no white house press secretary sarah sanders condemned the joke calling b's language vile and vicious her dis- her disgusting comments uh oh sorry oh, sorry sorry <laughs> i forgot the you're a disaster <laughs> you're an absolute disaster I know. cassie the disaster i got a lot of working wheels here got a lot of, yeah there are a lot of working wheels her disgusting comments and show are not fit for broadcast, and executives at Time Warner and TBS must demonstrate that such explicit profanity about female members of this administration will not be condoned on its network, Sanders said in a statement. B has already faced some consequences for the insult, with at least one sponsor announcing it would pull its advertising from full frontal in protest. I'm sick of that trend of sponsors, like, getting into everything. You know, it's kind of funny, though, but you can tell the author of this article does not agree with them pulling their business because they won't say what the business was. Yeah, they usually, like, make a list and say, look, what these people are doing, you should give them your business. So who was it that pulled their business? I'd like to know. Probably... The mar- remarks from B came just one day after ABC canceled Roseanne in spo- uh, response to an offensive tweet from star Roseanne Barr. The show was axed by the Disney-owned network despite her decision to delete the tweet and offer a swift apology. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't see why uh, Samantha B can call a woman the big C and get away with it. The answer is Auto Trader. Which, oh, Auto Trader pulled their business, which is a—it's basically like car soup. Yeah. So, look, let's not be doing those kinds of things uh, and not worry about it. Let's not be throwing the apes out there. Let's not be throwing the big C's out there. Why don't we all calm down? Well, I think if if we really want to take these uh, networks seriously and who whatever platform there is, there needs to be a universal standard. You can't just like, yeah. cancel Roseanne's show for saying something offensive yep. but keep another show for saying something offensive. That'll be a standard thing in contracts. I just think the, just there's there's going to be a you can't cancel my show because of what I said on Twitter clause, and that's just going to become part of every contract from now probably. on. Probably. I mean, yeah. it just shows favoritism. That's all it's doing. Yeah, right now it is. Yeah, absolutely. That's all it is. I I, I just I don't know. It just you really have to go as far as calling people apes and calling people the big C. You have to go that far with it. It's just bizarre to me. And I don't know, I, it, the whole thing. Uh, again, I think, in my in my opinion, it's all based on fear. I don't know what people are so fearful of, but I, th- I think it's absolutely play, uh, based on fear. And we're going to have to find out what it is that everybody's so terrified of. Well, I think a lot of people, too, especially with these uh, social media platforms, and if you're a public mm-hmm. figure, I think they're afraid of being insignificant. 
Uh, maybe they're they're afraid of me. I don't even matter unless I step up and really be bold about this. I don't even matter in the world any longer. Well, yeah, no matter what, maybe everybody thinks they have to matter. They do. It's yes. like not all seven point five billion people on Earth can matter. No, because if they all matter, then you know what what does mattering even mean? Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a situation where I just uh, I don't know it, all of it. It's just too much for me. Social media is too much for me. All these people running their mouths on their lame-ass TV shows that nobody watches. I, I just, you know, in Roseanne's case, everybody watched it, but then she just, I don't know what the hell she was doing. And then Tom Arnold gets to step up, and he gets a microphone again so he could talk about his personal politics. I, shut up. How about that? Just be quiet, all of you, and go away. Twitter users reacted to President Trump's announcement of his plans to pardon right-wing activist Dinesh D'Souza on Thursday by resurfacing old tweets made by the convicted author, some of which his critics have called racist. What was Dinesh D'Souza convicted of? I never even knew he was convicted of anything. Dinesh D'Souza. I mean, it's not like I keep a uh, finger on the Dinesh D'Souza pulse <laughs> or anything. I, you know, I've heard of him before. I have no idea who he is. Uh, he's an author. He, he did a, a movie about President Obama that everybody hated him for, apparently. There was another one he did. Um, yeah, he did another one, too. About America. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, You're absolutely right. It was actually really good. Yeah, I don't know anything about Dinesh D'Souza. What was he convicted of? Um, campaign finance fraud. Oh, that's not good. Who did he give money to? Uh, so he, he entered a guilty plea, so... And so he did he it. He used straw donors to make $20,000... I don't really understand that. Straw donor basically means that's a donor gonna, that's not it's not going to pay real. Uh, okay. Yeah. So basically, somehow he made twenty thousand dollars illegally uh, to contribute to candidate Wendy Long in twenty twelve. Okay. I have a, I have a statement to make that I've made before. Do you know a, a politician who's not filthy? I'm sure no. they exist somewhere. But. They must exist somewhere, but my God, politicians are the filthiest people on earth. They will do anything to anyone to get their point across. Uh, Trump announced Thursday today in his own tweet that D'Souza would be pardoned over his unfair treatment by the Obama administration. D'Souza pleaded guilty in 2014 to making illegal campaign contributions. How can you be treated unfairly if you pleaded guilty? Why does the president have the ability to just be like, nope, they're not guilty anymore? Yeah, I, that's insane. That's a stupid power. It is a really stupid power. We will be giving a full pardon to Dinesh D'Souza today. He was treated very unfairly by our government, uh, Trump tweeted. The announcement drew responses from both journalists and others who criticized D'Souza, accusing the conservative activists of posting racist tweets as well as attract, uh, attacking school shooting survivors. I like, Imagine, I like how they don't talk about his illegal activities. They talk about his racist tweets. I know. This is what people care about. That's exactly right. I'd rather know what illegal activities he had going. Straw, let's see. Okay, so a straw donor is a person who illegally uses another person's money to make a political contribution oh. in their own name. So it would be like taking out a loan or something and making a political contribution. Using oh, really? That? Something like that. Yeah, maybe. Or exceeding campaign contribution limits. Who knows what he did? Imagine making fun of kids being murdered. This is who Dinesh D'Souza is, wrote musician Mikel Jolet, or Jolet, a member of the band Airborne Toxic Event. Who cares what he has to say? I know. Who could possibly care what Mikel from Airborne Toxic Event has to Seriously. say? Seriously. Uh, who also accused D'Souza of being an apologist for racist stereotypes. Before his conviction, D'Souza was a longtime promoter of the racist birther conspiracy. How? The birther conspiracy was that President Obama was actually born in, in Kenya. Kenya? Yes. How is that racist? Because he's black. Well, that has nothing to do with his color. It's where he was born. Yeah, but everything's racist. I, and I'm not saying he was born there, but their opinion was that he was born in Kenya, therefore he couldn't be president of the United States. I'm not saying I agree with it, but what's racist about that? Nothing. But saying that's... he was not born in well, America. Well, I think it's because people were trying to dig up stuff just so that we wouldn't have a black president. Do you think so? I think that's what they're thinking, that people ah, were trying that's to... That's what they think, yeah, definitely. I don't know. Well, I suppose. Yeah, they were just probably saying that, you know, uh, the white Republican Party 
as they always label it, um, is trying to pull it, pull straws to just find anything so he wouldn't get elected. This school shooting comment is like not even close. So what happened was uh, Florida lawmakers voted down a ban on some sort of guns. Yeah. And D'Souza tweeted that that was the worst news since their parents told them to get summer jobs. I don't know what that means. Because people were, like, freaking out about it because they don't like guns. But, I mean, what does that have to do with getting a summer job? And why is that racist? Because it's another thing kids don't like is they don't like guns and they don't like jobs. But I, but how is that racist? Did he? I don't think he said that tweet was racist. No, they didn't. No, that wouldn't make any sense. Big Bang Theory executive producer Bill Prady joined the criticism, posting a tweet D'Souza made about Obama in which the writer says Americans are cowering in embarrassment of the president. Uh, a sample tweet from the fellow uh, the president just pardoned. Enjoy the fun use of the words boy and ghetto in reference to a black man. Join in, uh, in post your own racist D'Souza tweet with hashtag racist pardon. Brady encouraged his followers. I just, you know what I love? You have a hit show on TV, so now you're an expert on everything. Yeah. See, I won't be posting anything because I don't do that anyway, but I, I don't, I don't know. Um, see, here's the problem. Dinesh D'Souza tweeted, you can take the boy out of the ghetto, watch this vulgar man show his stuff while America cowers in embarrassment. Um, I don't know, well... First of all, Barack Obama was not raised in a ghetto. Did he say that about Obama or someone else? I think he said it about Obama. Um, Because there's a picture of Obama right next to it, so I'm I'm assuming he's talking about... uh, Yeah, I don't know. I just... I don't understand. Oh, it shows President Obama taking a selfie with a selfie stick. That's what the picture (laughs) is. So I... Honestly, not everything. Oh, another racially charged tweet posted by Every Town for gun safety founder Sharon Watts revealed that D'Souza referred to former President Obama as a grown-up Trayvon, referring to black teenager Trayvon Martin, who was shot and killed by George Zimmerman. But President Obama said himself, Trayvon could have been my son. Yeah. So what is wrong with the saying he's a grown, grown-up Trayvon? I, uh, I think they want to hate him, and they're looking I for guess, reasons. I, guess, I don't was Trayvon a thug? I don't know. Trayvon, that's what I had heard from from the uh, testimony of George Zimmerman, that Trayvon attacked him, and who knows what's true. NBC News political reporter Benji Sarlin also attacked D'Souza, remarking that the conservative author's Twitter feed resembles that of fired ABC star Roseanne Barr. We're at 15 minutes. Who lost her show. Well, we are at 15. Oh my God, that went by very, very quickly. We will be right back. Part two, hour three, right after this, Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than 50% off his four pack special, which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost Weight Loss Plan. And now you can find out how to have success losing weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth, just like me, at their free informational dinner on Monday, June 18th, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Those unwanted pounds will melt away really fast. I've lost over 55 pounds at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth. After being educated on clean eating, finding out what foods my body prefers, and I now know the foods that are weight gain triggers. As I've said over and over again, the Nutramost weight loss plan is so easy, and they guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food. I'm never hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Call now to register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner. It is on June 18th. To register, call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337.
So Dinesh was in a halfway house for eight oh, months. For eight months he was in a halfway house. Mm-hmm. Oh, and five years probation. Those are not uh, the most comfortable places. I've gone to visit people in halfway houses. They, they're not the most comfortable accommodations, I will tell you that. Well, it's certainly better than prison. Mm, that's true, too, because I've visited friends in prison, too. Yeah. And, yeah, it's not the greatest. A little but, different. Yeah. Residents of halfway houses have to pay rent? Yes. That's insane. I know. <laughs> We're going to send you, but you have to pay to be there. Mm. Well, don't commit crimes and you won't go there. I suppose. That's good. Duchess Meghan's father, Thomas Markle, is blasting reports that he has been hitting up his royal daughter for money. In fact, Thomas told TMZ that he doesn't even need money because he happily lives a frugal life in Mexico. In the weeks leading up to the royal wedding, there were unfounded reports that Thomas asked Meghan twice for money, but she refused. The claims Thomas told TMZ are just plain bull crap. (laughs) That's what he says, they're plain bull crap, so don't forget it. Uh, in any case, the Duchess of Sussex's father, she's a dus- Duchess of Sussex. Could you give me a title that's more harder to say? <laughs> the Duchess of Sussex. So, wait, every single little region of England has its own Duke and Duchess? Mm, apparently. Because Sussex isn't, like, even really that big, I don't think. So Let's you're see. saying they slighted her? Sussex ah, you can have Sussex. is a rural <laughs> county in southeast England. Okay. Population, oh, 1.6 million. Eh, it's not uh, huge. Yeah, having a duke and duchess, it would be like having a duke of Minneapolis. Yes, exactly. Very weird. Uh, the duchess said uh, he has a different retirement fund and doesn't need his daughter's help, but adds that she would likely help him out if he asked, something he never plans on doing. Money, he says, has never come up in their conversations. Some of the money narrative has actually been pushed by Thomas's daughter, Samantha Grant, who has repeatedly said that Meghan hasn't supported their father. He was very clear with her about the fact that he needed some help, uh, and by his report twice, she flatly refused Samantha, who Megan hasn't spoken to in a decade, claimed to Inside Edition in May. Uh, Samantha even claimed that Thomas asked her, her for money. I live on a lot less than Megan does, and he really had to chew on his pride to call me and ask me for help, she claimed. We have never been jealous of Meg. We have uh, been supportive and excited. Nobody is milking her for money. You help your father in return for everything he has done for you. It's that simple. How many different families has this guy had? Who is this? Uh, Thomas Markle. Markle. Oh, is that Megan's dad? That's Megan's dad, yeah. I see. But I don't really... I mean, he's got about five different families. I guess it happens. Uh, He's only been married once to Doria Ragland. He has two children. Megan Dussex... Wait. He's not... Wait, is Megan... Duchess of Sussex, the same Meghan as the royal wedding Meghan? Yes. Oh, well, then that's the same Meghan. Yeah. So how, what do you mean other families? No, I'm talking about Thomas, because he's got this Samantha daughter, and then he's got, he's got like a whole bunch of kids, unless they're stepkids. He has two kids. He has a lot, uh, well, no, he only has three grandchildren. Three grandchildren? But I think once you're in the royal family, it's like a whole big incest party. Oh, that's well, maybe really that's nice. not what I mean. Yeah, maybe incest is not what you're talking about here. But, uh, what know. do I mean? Like uh, inbreeding, because there's a lot. There was a lot of inbreeding there in the royal was, family, yeah. so there's a lot of people who are pretty closely related in a multitude of ways. Yeah. I don't know. If, I, I'm sure that's not as true anymore, but there's still going to be people who are like you know cousins and also brother and sister, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, when ABC pulled the plug on Roseanne this week uh, over uh, star Roseanne Barr's racist tweet, the show's cast and crew suddenly found themselves without a hit sitcom. Barr previously apologized to the wonderful writers, all liberal, and ta- that's what it says here. I'm just reading what it says. Wonderful writers, all liberal, and talented actors who lost their jobs on my show due to my stupid tweet. And now she's expressing her regret over two co-stars, in particular John Goodman and Laurie Metcalf. 
I just wish ABC had not thrown two of the greatest actors in the world out with me. Also, the Laurie ones that John. jackasses about it. Yes, that's exactly right. John Goodman just said, look, I don't really want to comment on that. I don't really know all the facts. And, and I don't think Laurie really said anything either. I don't think so either. Uh, Bar 65 tweeted Wednesday night, I'm so sick over this. They will never have better character actors on their network. Oh, I think that's absolutely true. They are very talented. Barr prompted the cancellation of her show earlier this week when she likened former Barack Obama advisor Valerie Jarrett to an ape in a since-deleted tweet. She has since claimed that she didn't know Jarrett is black and that she was on Ambien while tweeting. Ambien got very upset by that, by the way. They did not care for the fact that she blamed it on Ambien. Well, don't have side effects including sleep driving and sleep cooking. Well, that's true. (laughs) It does happen, doesn't it? Yep. Um, I will tell you, and this doesn't have anything to do with anything, but I have—I would never have known that that uh, Valerie Jarrett is black. Yeah, no. She looks, as you said, she looks vaguely Asian. Yeah, I, I mean, I looked into her uh, history, and her mom is at most a quarter black. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, she's very, very white looking, and her dad looks maybe half black. See, I think the greatest thing on earth now is the fact that Catherine found out. <clears throat> That she's 2% African. So if anybody pulls any stuff on me, I'm going to say, oh, going after my wife, huh? All right, I see how you are. Uh, Yes, she's 2% African. Well, we're all to some part African, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's the theory. That's the theory. Some of us are so far removed that it's not really measurable. I suppose that is very, very true. Metcalf 62 is one of the few stars on the show who has not publicly spoken out in its cancellation. Uh, since its cancellation, Goodman, who played Barr's on-screen husband, Dan Connor, reluctantly addressed the news Wednesday in a video taken at an auto repair shop in New Orleans obtained by Entertainment Tonight, explaining that he would rather say nothing than to cause more trouble. Goodman 65 assured fans that everything's fine with him, adding that he's not familiar with Twitter and had no comment on the con- He's not familiar with Twitter. I love that. I don't even know what you're talking about. Twitter, what's that? Yeah, good. Good. I, I agree. I don't know anything about it, he said. I don't read Twitter. Um, the Big Lebowski star also shrugged off rumors that uh, Roseanne would no longer be eligible for Emmys. Goodman won the award for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Drama Series for Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip in 2007, but he never took home the trophy for his seven nominations for his role as Dan Connor. I wasn't going to get any, any uh, Emmy anyway, he said. I've been up there ten times already, and if I didn't get one, I'm not going to get one. On Wednesday, a uh, source told people that Barr is in deep darkness and is very remorseful following the scandal. She's not intentionally hurtful, said the insider. They all loved each other on the Roseanne set. It was uh, really one big happy family. Yeah, well, don't, uh, again, do we have to have classes and say, well, let's not... Uh, Let's not uh, use these certain phrases. Here are these phrases you should never use. How about that? Do we ever have classes for everybody and tell you you should never say these things? No. Right? Because one person is always going to not care. Maybe they should just shut down Hollywood and have a sensitive training class like Starbucks. Like Starbucks. (laughs) I think it's a brilliant idea. Just like Starbucks, you get your own uh, racial... uh, was it bait? What do they call it? Racial bias training? Is that or what it's called? Sensitivity training. Some I... kind of sensitivity training. I don't know. Someone tell me how to short Starbucks because their stock is going to go down. You think it's next... going to plummet? Has it gone down already? Well, yes. But it has? Yeah, it's gone down in the past. Let's see. In the past five days, it's gone down $2. And where, where is it? Is it fifty six sixty four? So it's gone down two two dollars. So it's gone down about what four percent? Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of all over the place though. It's turbulent. But once they start letting anyone come into their stores and stay I as long as they in. want, people are yeah. going to stop going there, and their profits are going to go way down. I'll tell you flat out. I uh, I think it's a really bad idea to let people just come and sit in your store because when I come in there, I'm going to be buying something and I really don't want to have to wade through a bunch of people who are not supporting the store. Mm-hmm. They're people who are not keeping the lights on. I really don't want to compete with them for space. That makes sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to go in there, then buy something. And don't ask to use the bathroom if you're not going to buy anything. It says right on the wall for paying customers only, doesn't it? Or no loitering or no something. Loitering, yeah. Or no soliciting, no loitering. I don't know what to tell you. It just, um, 
I don't know. The whole thing just makes no sense to me. It, it just everybody now has to be so overly sensitive. Oh, it's a, it's just terrible that, uh, you know. Again, don't go hang around stores where you're not going to buy anything. If you're browsing, that's different. You don't browse at a coffee shop, do you? No. I wouldn't think. I don't know. I don't drink that much coffee, so I don't. I, I, I would go and when we're on vacation in Florida, I would go to Starbucks with Catherine. That's when I would go to Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I never go to coffee shops by myself. Never. I just don't have any interest in it. I'd rather have you know Diet Pepsi. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. When Pre- President Donald Trump said Thursday today that he's considering commuting the sentence of former Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich, uh, really. One of four uh, Illinois governors who ended up in prison. <laughs> I still think that's amazing. Blagojevich. Okay, yeah. Rod. Rod, yes. Rod Blagojevich. I, I think you said Ed. I did. Maybe. Maybe I heard it as Ed. Who knows? I don't know, whatever. He was convicted of corruption and pardoning lifestyle entrepreneur Martha Stewart, who served a stint in federal prison after being convicted of charges related to a stock sale. Yeah, she uh, she had insider information, right? She got convicted of insider trading, didn't she? I think mm-hmm. so. Pretty sure that's what it was. In any case, uh, hours earlier, Trump said on Twitter that he will pardon conservative commentator and Obama critic Dinesh D'Souza, who pleaded guilty to campaign finance fraud. The White House announced uh, later today, uh, or later in the day today, I should say, that the pardon had been granted. As he left Washington to fly to Texas, Trump tweeted, uh, he's going to meet the uh, what school... Uh, the families of uh, school shooting victims? Is I that have correct? no idea. I don't know what he does. You know, What do you mean? He's the president. How do you not know what the president's doing, Andy? Not interested. You're unbelievable. You're not political at all, are you? You're like the least political person that I know. Pretty much, yeah. You just don't really care about playing politics with anybody or anything, and which I think is wonderful. The only thing I care about is when people negatively affect my life with their politics. Yeah, Trump meets with families after Texas school shooting. That's why he's going to Texas. Hmm. I thought that was the situation, but I wasn't certain, so I wanted to check in and make sure that we had our facts straight. But, yes, Trump is meeting with families after Texas school shooting. That's why he made those comments before leaving for the state of Texas. I don't know. It sounds like Rod was pretty obviously guilty of something. Oh, there's no. Rod Blagojevich was definitely guilty. He, He tried to sell a Senate seat, didn't he? Uh, 17 charges, including wire fraud, attempted extortion, conspiracy to solicit bribes. Um, let's see, pay-to-play and influence peddling, abuse of power and attempting to gain contributions. Yeah. Yeah, not good. So basically he tried to buy his way into power. Did he want the U.S. Senate seat? Did he want to leave the yeah. governor's chair and, and he wanted to get into the U.S. Senate? Yes, he bribed people. F- Wait, yeah, he bribed people in exchange for the Senate seat, or tried to. You know what's I really funny about that? That happened in the state of Minnesota many years ago with Wendell Anderson. <clears throat> he was the governor of the state of Minnesota, and the U.S. Senate, one of the U.S. Senate seats came open, and he appointed himself to the U.S. Senate. I'm oh. guessing it's probably happened a few times. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But appointing yourself. Mm. Wendy uh, was. Wendell Anderson's dead now, I believe, but. Uh, I used to run into him over at, uh, oh, God, what's the the great restaurant over on? Yeah, he died Grand two Island. years ago. He died two years ago, yeah. I thought so. I thought he'd been dead for a while. God, what the hell's the name of that restaurant over on, on it's just off of Dale and, uh, and Grand? Mm. Damn it. That's terrible, I can't remember. It's a very, very famous restaurant. And, ooh, he died of Alzheimer's. Oh, he did? Uh-huh. Yeah, how old was he? 83. So not horrible. Not horrible, but still 83 Lexington? pretty young. The Lexington, yeah. yeah I used to see him at the Lex all the time, exactly. The so it must be on Lexington and Grand. That's why they call it the Lexington. That Get it? That makes sense. Ah! But she knew what you were talking about when you said Dale and Grand. So. Who did? Uh, someone in the chat. Oh, good, yeah, the Lex. Yeah, I used to love to go to the Lex. I have not been there since they've reopened it because uh, one of the owners might have taken a little money out of uh, my pocket. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, he's a little prick. So anyway, can the president forward. just say anyone who they feel like 
they just get off their charges? I think so. I think they can pardon just about anybody they wish to pardon. That's so weird. It's very odd. Like, what purpose does that serve? I know. I just uh, To be able to just let criminals out of prison, I don't understand that myself. I mean, if, what they should be able to do is override double jeopardy and say yeah. this person should get a retrial. That's Not, true. I've decided that the, this person is no longer guilty. We shall be right back in just a couple of minutes. Part three, hour three, Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. I remember when my older brother came home from Vietnam and how proud I was to be seen with him in uniform. I'm a huge supporter of our military men and women and always have been. I've also got a soft spot for women and children. Lincoln said in his second inaugural speech that we should take care of the wounded and care for the widows and orphans. That's exactly what the Gold Star Ride Foundation does. This summer, the Gold Star Ride Foundation will travel across the country visiting Gold Star families on an ambitious adventure to help those families and remind them they are not forgotten. I made a commitment to help this organization just like Weston Choppers, Northlight Color, and Print Media Minnesota, and you should too. It's pretty easy to do. Just visit www.goldstarride.org and click the Donate button. Many of my listeners already have, and that's great, but let's not forget, we're all in this together. www.goldstarride.org. Today's a good day to do it. Be proud of our veterans and their families. Make a contribution today. What is this? Mr. Blue Sky, ELO. Oh, my it's ELO, song. yeah. I like the ELO. Jeff Lynn. Is Dr. Randall ready to go? No. We haven't heard from him? Nope. All right, no problem. Just let me know when we do. It would be unusual if we went a whole week without a no-show, though. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) true. Well, things do happen in in people's lives. And And we have a lot of guests in a given week. Yeah, we do, which is good. I like having a lot of guests. That's That's a good thing. The quiet giant heard around the world. What's that? Leo Fender. Oh, the, oh, the creation of the Fender, yeah. I love the Fender guitar. That, yeah, he'll be interesting. So hopefully you can make it on today or some other day. Didn't Fender recently, or was that... That was... Um, <clears throat> one of those companies. Oh, God, what was it? I can't remember. I cannot remember. Oh, you're talking about Gibson Gibson, guitar- Gibson. 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 Yep. That's Gibson exactly right. has filed for bankruptcy, so they're not doing well. Indeed. After a longer buildup than usual, the dramatic final rounds of the Scripps National Spelling Bee began today. 41 spellers advanced to the finals out of a field of 516, by far the largest in the 93-year history of the competition. Scripps started a wild card program this year that created a path to the nationals for spellers who didn't win their regional Bs. And some of the finalists got to the B that way. The past 13 champions and 18 of the last 22 have been Indian American. And that the past 13 have all been Indian American. Yeah, spelling bees are like weirdly important in their culture. Yeah, they're very good at it though. I wonder, like, if you win the National Spelling Bee, what do you get? I think you get a, a cash prize, don't you? But how much could it possibly be? I don't know. You could look, you can track it down while I'm reading this. 13, uh, past 13 champions and 18 of the last 22 have been Indian American, and that trend could easily continue. Most of the consensus favorites in this year's B have Indian heritage, including Shuruthika uh, Padi, who uh, tied with two others for the best score on the test. More than 500 spellers tested their skill in front of pronouncer uh, Jacques Bailey, or as backup, the Reverend Brian Sitzma. Uh, Sitzma. Over two days of preliminary rounds, nearly 200 misspelled words on stage. Those who advanced to today's final rounds got there by spelling two words correctly on stage over two days and faring well on the uh, written spelling and vocabulary test, usually by spending multiple hours a day studying at home to prepare. There's got to be a ton of study that goes into that. Oh, yeah. And how do they find new words to put into the spelling bee? I don't know that they do. 
You, they, I mean, there's a lot of words, but I'm sure they have repeats. Well, you're right because because what would it matter? It's like they even if you've read a word before, that doesn't mean you know how to spell it. Mm, yeah, that's there's no question about that. Forty thousand dollar cash prize, twenty five hundred dollar savings bond, a reference library, twenty six hundred dollars in reference works, and a lifetime membership to Britannica Online. Oh, and a five thousand dollar cash prize. And an online course and a Nook e-reader. So, I mean, all told, we're probably looking at about $55,000 worth of stuff. So, you know, especially, like, if a family is straight out of India, that's a lot of money. Mm, But even if they're not, that's, you know, still arguably worth it if your kid is willing to do it, which a lot of white kids aren't. I'm surprised they don't get scholarships to, like, some major colleges. Mm, yeah, that's I mean, true. They can't be older than fourteen to, when they do it. Oh, so really? that's you know, it's pretty premature to give a fourteen-year-old a scholarship. I would say. Well, a lot of the um, <clears throat> children in India they push education. A lot of them yeah. come yeah. here for schooling. Yep. They become uh, doctors and physicians and you know yeah. surgeons. Absolutely. So I'm surprised that they don't like at a Yale or a Princeton. Give them a scholarship at that age. Or Harvard, since they have $35 billion in their uh, oh, endowment. True. Yeah, no kidding. You know, My God. 1928, the winning word was knack. Knack? <laughs> I mean, come on. K-N-A-C-K? Yes. Knack was the winning word. A lot of these words are crazy easy. Invulnerable, so I got a chance. <laughs> torsion, brethren. What? Canonical therapy, initials. Wow. Initials. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think people have gotten brighter. That's uh, it. Seems that people have gotten brighter. Yeah, modern words. I, they're like almost entirely not even English. No, they're like not. Gesselschaft. Yeah, exactly. That's Feldenkrais. Scherenschnitt. Scherenschnitt. Stichomythia. I don't know. Yeah. How to, I don't know how to spell any of those. Barely. Words. An, I don't think any of these words are actually English. It's all either Latin or German, which kind of you'd think that wouldn't count. It's like, why should they be able to spell a word in some other language? Well, that's very true. It's why like, should they? Yeah, spell a Inuit word. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although in 1993, the winning word was kamikaze. Kamikaze? Mm-hmm. I know how to spell kamikaze. Kami means divine. Kaze means wind. Divine wind? Yep. There you go. Reagan Remmers of Missoula, Montana, was heading out to lunch with her mom <laughs> after she misspelled balaclava. Or so she thought. My mom got a phone call that told her I was reinstated, Reagan said. I was like, oh, sweet. Turns out the spelling Reagan gave, B-A-L-A-K-L-A-V-A, because uh, they said she misspelled Uh B-A-L-A-C-L-A-V-A. Well, it turns out that B-A-L-A-K-L-A-V-A is a city in the Ukraine. Since the judges didn't warn her that her word had a homonym, uh, and because Reagan didn't ask for the definition, a garment covering uh, the head and neck except for parts of the face, her spelling was deemed correct after further review. I had no idea what the word meant, Reagan said. Still, her spelling wasn't a complete guess. She asked for the language of origin and was told it was Crimean, which led her to, inc- uh, to include a K instead of a C. This was just the fifth time in 20 years that a speller was reinstated after judges determined he or she misspelled a word, Kimball said. Crimean. Crimean, that's what it says, yeah. Hmm. I would have thought Russian. Yeah. Well, it's all the same thing, isn't it? That's a good question. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Word I'm... origin. Um, oh, a, div, a garment worn originally by soldiers serving in the Crimean War. Well, there you go. Named after the village of Volaklava in the Crimea. Huh. So there's one in the Crimea and one in the Ukraine? I guess so. Where is the Crimea specifically? Crimea. That's a good question. I have no idea what Crimea is. I have a feeling it's a, yeah, it's a tiny little... Is it part of Ukraine? Um, it, yes, south of Ukraine. That's what I thought. So it used to be part of the Ukraine. Is it not any longer? I think so. It's one of those Eastern European, it's like, you know, changed hands ten times a year. This is like your mother. She's one of those Eastern Europeans, you know, and an African. 
She's African and Eastern European. I found out I'm Eastern European Jew. Yeah, you're a Jew. That's yeah. Right. Mm. That's exactly it. You yeah. Know. Crimea was part of Russia in 1783. Then after the revolution, it became an autonomous republic. Mm-hmm. Then it became an oblast in World War II. Then it was part of Ukraine in 1954. That's what I thought. Crimea was part of the Ukraine. So, yeah. The and then Ukrainian, it's, yeah. several other things have happened. Yeah. To it makes, makes total sense. I don't know why they can't get it together. Because it's impossible. They'd have to agree on anything, and nobody can agree on anything any longer. Well, if Asia can agree, although I guess China can't really agree. They've been doing a bit of per- territory swapping. Yeah, that's true. Like uh, Tibet. I love this story. Former House Speaker John Boehner speculated on Thursday that President Trump assured his wife Melania that he would not win the 2016 presidential election and that she would not have to live in the White House. I think Donald Trump promised Melania that he would not win. She didn't have to worry about ever living in the White House, Boehner said at the Mackinac Policy Conference in Michigan. Um, That's probably why she doesn't look real happy every day, he added. Well, maybe one reason. New York media writer Michael Wolff claimed in his best-selling book, Fire and Fury, inside the Trump White House, that Trump himself never expected to win the presidential election. In his book, Wolff also wrote that Melania Trump was in tears when her husband won the presidency, but not tears of joy. The First Lady's office later denied that claim, saying that she was always, she's, had always been confident that her husband would emerge victorious. This book is clearly going to be sold in the bargain fiction section. Mm. <laughs> That's cold. That is cold to say something like that. Yes, we're going to put this in the bargain fiction section. I don't know. I feel like he he ran as a joke. I, I still think, think you're he right. did. I think you're absolutely right about that, and he never did expect to win the presidency. Um, Melania has not been seen now in, what, three weeks? Yeah, she's kind of disappeared, and What's people the don't problem? know why. People don't know why she disappeared? Nope. Well, unless something changed in the past day or two. Well, I remember they were trying to say that he was banging oh. Stormy Daniels and that she was Oh, yeah, well, I suppose that can prostitute. Remember they tried to claim she was a prostitute? Mm-hmm. And it turns out that was not true in the least? Well, yeah. So, yeah, if I was related to the president... If I was the president's husband, mm-hmm. I would probably never talk again. Yeah, probably. Uh, not being seen for 20 days. She says she's fine. That's really all it is. She just didn't feel like being public for 20 days. That was it. Which, who can blame her? Oh, my God. Warren Buffett. I, I got to see what he's raising money for because it's this better be a good cause and better not just be lining his own pockets. <laughs> Someone is willing to shell out more than $3 million to have lunch with billionaire investing legend Warren Buffett. For the 19th year in a row, the octogenarian CEO of Berkshire Hathaway is auctioning off a lunch uh, lunch day to raise money for Glide, an anti-poverty organization. Uh, it says here, I'll read it the way it's written. Whenever I go, ah, uh, that means that it was not written properly, because yeah. this is what the line actually says, if you're ready. Uh, for the 19th year in a row, the octogenarian CEO of Berkshire Hathaway is auctioning off a lunch date to raise money for Glide, an anti-poverty organization organization in San Francisco, California. Mm. Oh. So it's not just an organization. <laughs> it's an organization organization, which means it's even more organized than an organization. Is that correct? Well, technically, it could be an organization that organizes organizations. So. <laughs> it could be an organization organization. More, uh, more accurately called a super organization, but... That would be good. Still. Go a super organization. Glide sounds like a razor company to me. Yeah, well, Glide is a razor, isn't it? I, is isn't it? Glide, I think the Glide is a razor. I'm almost certain that there's a razor called the Glide. Let's see here. Or just Glide. I'm not certain. Uh... Yes, the Gillette Pro Glide. There you go, see? Uh, in any case, as of Thursday at 1.15 p.m. Eastern Time, the top bid for lunch was $3.2 million, according to the online auction, which is hosted by eBay for charity. The auction closes at 7.30 tonight, uh, Pacific Standard Time, uh, 10.30 Eastern Time. Uh, oh, that's tomorrow. It's not tonight, it's tomorrow. Over the years, Buffett's charity lunches have raised almost $26 million, according to information provided by eBay for charity, including additional gifts donated after the auctions have closed. The event has raised $26.6 million. That is a wonderful thing. 
I guess that Warren Buffett is a really nice guy, from what I understand, that he does actually care about other people or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know what the situation is. The winner can bring up to seven friends for the lunch at Smith & Walensky Steakhouse in New York City. That's where uh, Betsy Fitzgibbon's brother works. Oh. He's one of the bartenders, Pat. The highest sum the lunch has fetched so far is 3.456789. Get it? 3.456789. Mm-hmm. $3,456,789. Imagine having so much money you can bid that much money as a joke. I know, as a joke. It's like, ha ha, $3.5 million. Get it? What do you get it? 3.3456789. Meanwhile, that's more than like 25% of people in the country ever make in their lives. Oh, God, yes. What does the average person make in their lives now? But uh, I think the average family now is, one well, Minnesota, I know it's 54000 but that's higher than the national average. Average lifetime total, uh, $1.8 So it is almost If you have yeah. a bachelor's degree. Oh, if you have a bachelor's degree. Associate's degree, $1.1 million. So it's probably somewhere around $1.3 average. So, yeah, yeah that's almost that's three times... That's three people's lifetimes worth of money that they bid for a dinner. They have no lunch. It's not even dinner. It's a lunch. Oh, good. <laughs> They're going to have lunch for all that money. Uh, Glide really takes people who have hit rock bottom and helps bring them back, says Buffett, in a written statement about the auction. They've been doing it for decades. If I can help out by raising some money for them, then I enjoy doing it. Glide is a church with an extensive charity outreach program offering meals, access to health care and shelter, child care and family services. So in other words, it's a wonderful, wonderful cause. So that's great. Uh, that's what very wealthy people should do, is take uh, things like Glide and help them out. So I think, uh, Cassie, your discussion of the Fender guitar was wonderful today. I think you did a wonderful <laughs> job. Yeah, it I don't know fantastic. what happened there. It happens. People get sick or they get sidetracked or they forget or whatever. I'm sure we'll get them on. We will be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening today to the Tom Bernard Show.